Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glovers Cast here tonight to talk Yeovil Town and possibly a bit of the World Cup because that's going on right now. Here's Mr. David Coates. Buongiorno, senor. <laughs> <laughs> I've mixed my uh, my my uh, languages there. Very good, very good. And Chris Fox. Hello. Oh, I was expecting Angolan oh, then or something. I, I, uh... couldn't match, I couldn't match Coates' uh, mixed jargon. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Let's go Ni Hao. Let's go Ni Hao. China. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure they're in Angola, aren't they? Neither are they. No. No, they're not. Yeah. No. What a shame. Absolutely. They are great, great team. But yeah, the mighty cranes or whatever they're called. So as World Cup World Cup fever must hit you then, Dave, if you're, you know, bringing That's all the... the foreign greetings in. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I've been uh, I've been crazy for it listening to it. Well, I, I thought when on what's that very first one, Qatar versus Ecuador. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, I didn't think that was going to go well, but uh, yeah, I, I I saw someone the other day. You know, did you see that there was this whole thing about Qatar were going to win one nil, and it was like it was going to be some big conspiracy, and 
um, there were like loads of people put bets on. Yeah. <laughs> and then someone said they put a £10 bet on and they cashed in for £9.95 after seeing the first pass. <laughs> 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 thought, yeah, this is never going to work, is it? Might as well get my 995 back again. So, yeah. Have you seen the picture? There's a picture of a guy with like his head in hands during the game. And there's like a cap, someone's written a caption above it saying, um, oh, we forgot to pay Enna Valencia one and a half million quid or whatever. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So what have you thought of it so far? I was a bit, we talked about it the other day, didn't we? I was sort of a bit conflicted thinking, oh, this World Cup and everything. But it quickly gets hold of you, doesn't it? The World Cup fever, four games a day. It's, uh, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Well, you've been off ill, haven't you? You've been off work ill, so you've been watching these games. I've been in the office last two days, so I haven't, uh, I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen too too many of the the games over the past couple of days. But yeah, watching. I mean, seeing Argentina and Germany lose is always a pleasure, isn't it? So uh, and lose to um, some shocking shocking sides. There's quite a lot of Japanese um, folk at, uh, at my work at the moment. So uh, there was a lot of excitement in the canteen at work uh, the other day when they were, uh, they were beating uh, Germany, but no, it's been, it's been good. I quite enjoyed a few games that I've, uh, that I've seen just watched yeah. the first half of Brazil and that one's so special, but. Hey. Yeah, I've got it on at the moment. Neymar just got absolutely wiped out. That's um, always good to see as well. Isn't it, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it's. I think it's quite interesting how like that Argentina result, the Japan and Germany result as well. Like when we beat Iran, I sort of thought, oh, they're like kind of the whipping boys a little bit. But when you see the other teams and it's quite tight, and you actually think, oh, are we in with a chance. Like <laughs> we're actually quite good, aren't we? <laughs> as as always, England fans were already one game in. It's coming home. <laughs> coming home for Christmas it has been good to see some surprises I can't get into it I, well I can get into it and I can't because it is so close it's in November and I just can't get I, I don't know I can't get up for it but then I was um, in the office on Monday watching the England game um, while working um, face painted um <laughs> hat hat with, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> beer, beer cups in the hat like yeah. <laughs> waving um, his uh what's what's one of these things clacker well, rattle yeah with yeah. my boo boo zayla and you know all that yeah blowing <laughs> that in the office <laughs> um and yeah i sort of it got hold of me a little bit but it's still difficult when you can't really watch um many of the games but um yeah like you say the brazil serbia game isn't um a great spectacle at the moment. It'd be a great time to be a student, wouldn't it? Right now, like these games, ten. I mean, you'd have to get up, so ten o'clock. It's just yeah, perfect it's fixture time, isn't it? Yeah. Like the, South, the South Africa you... World Cup was good timing, wasn't it? Yes, it was. If only it was uh, twenty plus years ago for, well, for some, <laughs> some of us, anyway. Yeah, no, me, mate. Yeah, I remember uh, South Korea and Japan. That was a, that was a good one under Sven when uh, that that was a, another one I remember watching Ronaldinho's lob go over Seaman and uh, at about seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, uh, yeah. We didn't have to go into. I'm gonna make you two feel old now. Didn't have to go into school until after the game had finished for that one. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd been working thirty years by then. So, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> down the coal mines for Absolutely, most of yeah. your life. Tell kids that these days they don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, so World a, Cup. Any standout moments so far? The World Cup. Yeah. Telling everyone about all the people in the Welsh team that used to play the Oval. That was that's about <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the England game was good. Like I say, Iran, I think probably actually, in terms of how much store you put on um, FIFA world rankings, I don't know. But I think Iran are not that bad uh, in the in the FIFA world rankings, at least. So, yeah, England. England play well. I think you have to see him against a, a better side before you can really judge him too much. But um, I guess the USA are probably a better side than Iran. So see, come this evening, as it will be when people start listening to this as to, to yeah. what it is. But that, that and the shocks, I'd say, would probably be the standouts. Fair enough. What about the stoppage time? Yeah, the they're I like it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I what, like it. At what point are the commentators not going to be surprised when it's like nine minutes? Like every game I listened to on the radio yesterday, they're like, nine minutes? I was like, it was 14 on Monday and 20 and like, <laughs> it's carnage. It's only one. And the, the first half of that Brazil game is one yeah. minute. <laughs> yeah. That was more of a surprise to me. <laughs> I feel like I've been shortchanged. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I think someone's like, we've got to rain in this stoppage time. <laughs> You think it'll end up like uh, the rugby where they play 40 minutes and then uh, then just add on and wait until the game ball goes out of play or something? I don't know, maybe. I feel like there was some stats, wasn't there, in the Premier League, how the ball's in play for like an average of 55 minutes or something like that. And like you think about our league and when you watch games and I don't know, it probably isn't in play for that long when it takes so long. <laughs> Once the team's 1-0 up, Every throw-in takes five minutes to take. So, yeah, yeah I think it's kind Smith. of... <laughs> yeah. Smith and your slowed-down goal kicks, yeah. Yeah, I think it's kind... I think it's good in a way that it, you know, maybe it'll encourage teams to actually play rather than, um, yeah, buy time because they know when it hits 90, they're going to have another 10 minutes or so on top of that. But it'll be yes. one of those things that, I don't know, probably won't find its way to the National League. No, no, it might take a while. <laughs> might take a while to filter down. It's uh yeah, VAR hasn't even arrived with us yet, has it? So and uh let's hope that stays that way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh Yeovil Town. I remember them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's been a been a bit of a quieter week, hasn't it? Compared to last week where the SH one T really hit the fan. Um I suppose it started positive with Grant Smith actually being named in the team of the week, finally getting some recognition for being the best goalkeeper in the league. What do you think of this, Foxy? Best goalkeeper in the league? By a long way. By a long By, way? Um, obviously, like, you know, I think he is prone to a mistake, but he, I would say he's definitely up there, definitely up there as one of the best keepers in the league. For sure. You see, you've gone back from the best keeper. Oh, yeah, I did. Definitely. By a long way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get right back and say... <laughs> Actually, no, he's terrible. Team, he's but, terrible. Uh, I play boots. Yeah. But no, yeah, you know, he's, he's a very good he's a very good shot stopper. Obviously, he's prone to mistake, but on, on isn't everyone in the, in the National League goalkeeper-wise. But um, yeah, he's made some really, 
important stops, especially recently. Um, and without that, I think we would have lost a couple more games than we drew or won. How many mistakes do we remember him making this season? I don't think he's made many this season. He, he hasn't made any this season that have like led to goals, I don't think. No. There's been a couple of where the ball, where he lets players get a little bit too close to him and I have to sharply inhale because <laughs> of fear. Um, but no, I think, yeah, I think this season, like we said on um, Monday's podcast, that all those mistakes that were there last season seem to have been um, at a minimum, touch wood. Do you reckon having a keeper like Boost there, who is obviously of the calibre that could step straight in, whereas Max Evans, although he did very well, remember that game, last game last season at uh, Ultram on the final day, he, he did do very well, but maybe he was always the young keeper up and coming, whereas I think Boost's presence is giving him, giving him a bit of a nudge. I think so. I think there's an element of that. I think when I remember where, so last season when um, Smith got sent off after Torquay and we brought in, what was his name? Dylan Barnes. Oh yeah, Dylan Barnes. And Darren Sarles said, didn't he, that oh. we had a plan for Max Evans. Yeah. Um, and he knows he's only going to be playing like trophy games and Somerset Cup games and that type of thing. So um, it was almost like zero pressure. Mm. Whereas, yeah, if there is someone breathing down your neck, it makes you all better, I think. Do you remember... Go on, Foxy. I was just going to say, it's difficult to really sort of tell and give your opinion on Boos because although, you know, we, we haven't, obviously, we haven't seen him play. All we've seen him is warming up in, warming up in games. Obviously, we haven't, hopefully... Once the Somerset Premier Cup game is played, you would expect to see him play in that. Um, hopefully, FA Trophy once that's done. Um, obviously, you know he he comes with strong recommendations. Obviously, from Taunton playing in the National League South last year, and I had um, a mate of mine who goes to watch Taunton, not Clevo, um, who goes to watch Taunton <laughs> quite regularly. Not saying Clevo's not my mate, by the way. Sorry, Clevo. <laughs> Um, but um, he was surprised when we signed him on loan. He messaged me to say he'll be your number one keeper. And when I responded, I'll be surprised if he's he gets on the pitch a lot, apart from FA Trophy and Somerset Premier Cup games. He was taken aback because he was um, he felt he was that good. But mm -hmm. until we sort of see that ourselves, it's difficult to really judge at the moment for me. Yeah, I saw him against us. Yeah, in the friendly game. In the friendly game, and he made some great saves. But yeah, I think how can you, how can you put him in? Really, um, yeah. I, do you reckon we'll see? We kind of go. We can kind of go into the FA Trophy a little bit now, can't we? Really, Dorking. We've we've drawn Dorking Wanderers at home in the FA Trophy to be played on the seventeenth of December. Do you reckon we'll see a second string side, or do you think we'll go? First team, I think there's not, you know, from my view, there's not a lot at the moment, despite some of the questions, there's not a lot to play for this season other than survival. Um, yeah. Do you think I we'll think go for it? The manager was asked today, wasn't he, about the uh, about the FA Trophy draw, and he said that he'd won the FA Trophy as a 
um, as a manager, I think. Was that Forest Green? Did he win it with Forest Green? Uh, I'll find out. Yeah. Um, he said he'd won it as a manager anyway. I didn't know um, where that was. Um, I know Tamworth. I think Tamworth might have won it one year. And I know he was there for a while, so I'm not sure whether that was it. But I, I have a feeling that that's something that he'll maybe have a, have a bit of a go at. Because like you say, if, um, if any kind of push towards... Um, promotion is unlikely then i'd imagine that's probably the only thing we're in with isn't it other than the smpc which is uh yet to uh get underway but so i'd be surprised if he weakens the side he he won it with darlington darlington right okay yeah they there beat beat mansfield town right well there you go at wembley so yeah he said something about you yeah. know a good day out of wembley and all of that so we had a good day at Villa Park, didn't we? Those were the days, yeah. Rather than Wembley, but yeah, I think, I think my my feeling would be to go as far as we can, and I think you need to play your strongest team and and go for it. I I, I think we might see him. I think we might see him. Obviously, I think, I think we'll I think we'll play a really strong team, but I think there could be players sort of on the cusp. Of starting, like you know, who you know, obviously aren't in our regular sort of starting eleven, getting a game. I think Boos will be the will. I think Boos will get a game, but I don't think there'll be many changes really, apart from that maybe a couple here and there, Linton maybe, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But yeah, I think the majority. I think we we you know, what, why else? Have you, I know we why obviously wasting up a loan spot if you're not going to play him. I know just in case, but. You could easily, because it's National League, you could easily get a, an emergency loan keeper in. Mm. He has gotten, he has mentioned on a number of occasions in response to questions, the manager about how players have got to be ready to step up, hasn't he? And he mentioned it today when he was talking about Maxon being ready to, to step into the, the first team. So he's obviously knows uh, the players that he's talking about, but haven't seen Scrimshaw about. I don't think he was there Saturday. It, um, Will Dawes was there, but I don't think uh, Scrimshaw was there. So I don't know where some of these guys are. No, no, I'll keep an eye out on Saturday. Mm. Um, the other thing that sort of came out this evening as we record on Thursday was about the kit, mm. the uh, the kit manufacturer or the kit distributor. distributor yeah. um, Elite Sports Group. Yeah, Elite Sports Group, who... It sounds like a lot of clubs up and down the country are going to be affected by this. So the, the distributor, the UK distributor of Hummel uh, football kits has gone into administration, isn't it? I think um, meaning kit supplies stopped. Yeah, um, they, they, said, they, they, they said the club that they've been waiting for the delivery of stock several weeks now so and um it's now clear we are unlikely to receive the balance of our orders through elite sport i mean i i vote I, I suppose if people got their kits they'd um uh they might not i is it the which, which is it the just the remaining kits because some people have got kits obviously because we've seen people at matches with them so is it just ones well, that think, have been bought more recently yeah i think people were able to order them weren't they yeah right they were able to buy them to then be delivered. And I think there's, I've seen, a, I've only seen a couple of comments on social media where people are still waiting for them, but I've got a feeling former quiz champion, Rob Manley 
son might be waiting for one <sighs> as part of his as part of his season ticket mm. purchase. So yeah, it's really disappointing. You know, obviously, Hummel is a very large manufacturer of football kits, and obviously provides a lot of football kits for a number of English clubs up and down the country. Um, to get their UK supplier <laughs> into administration, and obviously just before Christmas, mm. could leave a lot of people disappointed um, and questioning Hummel itself, really, because at the end of the day, it's it's it's, it's them now that's going to get the, um, you know. Yeah, well, it, well, it looks like as well that they, so there was a, a lawsuit between I don't know if Hummel were part of it as well, but definitely certainly elite sports group or whatever um, were taking Rangers to court because Rangers, um, they bre- they accused them of breach of contract, I think, didn't they? Yeah, Rangers said they were selling another... kits when they shouldn't have done or something, was they? Or they were moving to another supplier when they weren't allowed ah, to, right. like a, another manufacturer. Um, so I presume Hummel will have been involved in that too. But... They were suit. I think it was about nine million quid or something. Um, on one of the numbers I've read, that the the amount they were being sued for, uh-huh. um, and it sounds and it appears that this lawsuit has kind of cost them the business. Mm. Um, well, yeah, it sounds like um, the Yeovil are talking with Hummel directly. So hopefully that comes to some kind of a conclusion but yeah like you say we're what now a month out from a month today is uh christmas eve isn't it so um yeah not long to go maybe if a club are talking to uh hummel directly they might be able to get some bigger sizes mm-hmm. for yeah. people to buy shirts <laughs> some of us haven't been able to get a shirt yeah yeah no i've seen a few people say that and you were saying in the olden have they they've lost their the, the, the elite sports group ran their entire online shop, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So their yeah their club shop, their e-commerce, whatever outlet was um, run by the that group, and so they've lost their entire club shop, which is you know it's times could like be, these could be worse. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's times like these when you should be grateful that we've got the terrace, I suppose. Yeah. Um, which. You know, obviously, we've still got the competition going at the moment until the 1st sure. of December, I think, isn't it? Next week, next um, Thursday? Yes, Wednesday. it is. Thursday, yeah. Thursday, so, yeah. How's it December next week? I know, scary, isn't it? People started putting, putting the decorations up in work today Some in some areas of our floor, and I just shook my head. It's too early yeah. for that. <laughs> Sorry, when, Ben. When, I know Ben's probably <laughs> currently putting up his Christmas tree right now. Yeah. But um, yeah, no. <laughs> Foxy's, Foxy was still wiping off the England paint and yeah. I would have <laughs> all these decorations. The body paint up. really <laughs> off, I'll tell you that. There's an image. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, Saturday, Halifax. FC Halifax. If you FC, FC Halifax Town. That's them. Dave, you've had a conversation, haven't you? I have had a conversation. I've had a conversation with an FC Halifax Town fan. 
uh, called Lewis Walsh, who is also the co-host of the Division 5, the D5 podcast as well. So I've had a chat with him with his Halifax hat on. The Glovers cast has teamed up with the good people at the Terrace to give two lucky fans the chance to win a Yeovil Town mystery box. To enter, simply head to thegloverscast.co.uk and fill out the form. It really is that simple. The Terrace is a perfect place to find a full range of officially licensed Yeovil Town merch with something for everyone. There's a Glovers gift for every stocking this festive season. Very best of luck if you're entering the Glovers cast giveaway. It's one entry per person. Entry opens on November the 1st and closes on November the 30th. The winners will be contacted after the draw is made on the 1st of December. So hello, this is Dave and I am joined by uh, Lewis Walsh, who is a FC Halifax Town fan and co-host of the D5 Football Podcast. So Lewis, welcome back to the Glovers Cast. All right, thanks for having me back on. It's a pleasure to be back. Absolutely. So tell us, D5 Football Podcast, that's D5 as in Division 5, am I right? Yes, the fifth division. So it's me, uh, James Richards, and as of this week, Tom Fahini, who... uh, we talk about the ongoings in the National League. Uh, we, we, we try to provide equal coverage to all 24 teams. So, um, well worth a listen. Okay, all right. Well, tune into that one if uh, if you if you've got your um, podcast set up, people. But we're going to talk tonight about uh, your 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 one true love. FC Halifax down. That's a problem with football teams, isn't it? They always uh, they always break your heart. But um, I mean, looking at the start, well, uh, in fact, let's go back to before the start of the season because obviously um, FC Halifax down. We've been familiar with as Yeovil Town supporters in the time we've been back in the National League has been pressing for playoffs and being generally probably fair to say punching above your weight as far as budgets and all the rest of it concerned. You lost um, the man we call the Angry Blackberry, uh, put Pete, Pete Wilde, still remembered for his histrionics uh, at Yeovil Town, uh, the game at Hewish Park at the start of last season. Um, but he went to Barrow, didn't he, in the yeah, summer? Yes that's, yes, that's correct. He's still there, took a few of the players with him. He took Billy Waters, Tyra Warren, um, and then we lost a few of the other players as well. So it really has just been a complete rebuild for us this season. I was going to say, because I mean, Billy Waters obviously is a player known to anyone who, who knows this level of football. And um, there's, a, there's, there's a few others that, that you've lost. So it, it was, is, does, does that explain a slow start to the season? I mean, no win in the first five, I think. Yeah. And um, then a bit a bit kind of hit miss as well. Wins against Comfort and Gateshead by the looks of it. But then quite a few defeats in there as well. I think that was definitely a teething period for us at the start of the season. Um, we we kind of, again, had to rebuild again, as we have had to do for the past couple of seasons. But the one thing that we didn't have was Pete Wilde, of course. Um, and he was the sort of manager who's perfect for rebuild. He knows how to build a squad from scratch. Um, we were left with Chris Millington, who was his assistant. He's never managed before, so he kind of had to grow into the role as well, which didn't really help things um so it was a really quite bad period for us really um there were games where we were absolutely abysmal i can't lie games where, where we lost four nil to woking for example it was just it was embarrassing really i can't lie but recently we appear to have turned a corner really so um i think we've kind of got out of that little teething period and now we can really push on Mm. So tell us about, you say the new manager, Chris Millington, was part of Pete Wilde's uh, coach. Was he 
the first choice was uh, did, did how did the fans receive his response? Did it, the continuity a good thing or seen as a maybe a bit of a a cheap option is always the way that when you recruit from within. Honestly, it was seen as a the best option possible. Really, right. I think um, the feeling was that appointing Chris Millington was going to be the best possible way to keep up what we were doing under Pete Wilder over the past couple of seasons. Um, you know, he was always spoken about really highly. Uh, like if you look back at interviews with players over the last couple of seasons, they all took the chance to highlight that Chris Millington's coaching was amazing. He just loved having him around. Um, so, yeah, I think the appointment was really seen as quite a good one, really. Um, I think... Uh, and the fact it happened quite quickly as well was just seen as a real positive for the club, yeah. Yeah, and looking at your recruitment over the summer as well, not not bad. I mean, uh, is it Diasarove? Diasarove. Uh, Diasarove. Get that one right on the, on the commentary of the weekend. Um, he obviously was uh, sort of a bit of a super sub, wasn't he? At Grimsby, I think. Yeah, Sam uh, Minahan, who obviously went up with um with with, with stockport and uh someone i'm um uh, familiar with uh, i live in in preston in lancashire so um tom clark obviously experienced playing an awful lot for preston north ending in, in in the football league as well this thing looks like in the summer you 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 recruited quite well was has there been a bit of a gelling of those new players as well as the management staff that's been required well, it's interesting. I think you have to look at it case by case, really, because um, you're right. On on the face of things, it looks like an absolutely amazing trans, um, pre-season, doesn't it? But um, I think a lot of those players were underperforming for various reasons, really. Tom Clark looks like he'd barely played a game of football before, to be honest. Um, so then he's just kind of struggling to get into the side now. Um Players like Jordan Keane um, didn't look interested. Um, and there was a real accusation, really, that there was a real understanding of why Stockport had got rid of those players. But right. but at the same time, a lot of them have gelled now, and which was probably the reason for it. Players such as Tyler Golden, who um, we got from Salford, has really grown into the club. Um, Deez Rouvray took a little bit to get going, but he's been absolutely flying at the moment. Um, Festus Arthur, another one who is injured at the moment, but he's really kicked on since not looking great at the start of the season. So it's case by case, really. I mean, some players um, just took a little while to grow into the club. I think others just maybe aren't as good as they once were, for example. Okay, and one player that obviously go down fans will be familiar with Matt Warburton uh, seems to have been a bit in and out this season. Is he maybe not? Um, he was obviously a very good player for you last season, wasn't he? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it's anything to do with how good of good he is as a player or no. the fact he's not playing well or anything. I think he has just struggled with a couple of niggly injuries at the moment, to be honest, uh, which have meant he's just kind of been in and out the side for us. Which is a real shame because at one point he was looking like the, the missing piece in the jigsaw, so to speak. But um, at the moment, we're getting to a point where it's a case of will he even get back into the side? Because at the moment, with the sort of best 11 we've got right now, um, it's a case of looking at who even gets dropped for him. But which is a shame, really, because I really love him as a player. But yeah, at the moment, we've, got, we've just got players that are undroppable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When he was, uh, uh, I mean, uh, 
could never quite understand what happened with him at Yeovil. But we, we, whenever you saw him play, I mean, my uh, podcast colleague Ben described him as a Rolls Royce of a midfielder. But he, he, he said there's no point having a Rolls Royce if you can't find the keys. So, and I think that was <laughs> that was a problem with us. I think when he was playing for us. But I mean, let's talk about the form then, because looking at the first, I think it's eleven games. You got seven defeats in the first eleven games. That's that teething period that you've spoken about. But then. Um, since then, you've had uh, what's this? Five wins, two draws, and two defeats. Um, and defeats at the hand of what um, one in the FA Cup, but uh, one at Wrexham as well. It's you know no shame in losing to to a team like that. But some good wins there as well. I mean, Dagenham are a decent side. York, I know, um, I've had a bit of a, a wobble, but more recently than that, in the last three, you've beaten Solihull at Solihull, Bournemouth at home in your last game out, and then uh, Bromley got a draw away at Bromley as well. So it, it seems like you are finding your stride. Absolutely. I mean, it was always going to be a case of whether we could find our feet or not. And luckily we have, because it wasn't just the results that we were struggling with at the start of the seasons. It was it was the performances as well, because games like um, Wilson away, for example, sure, we only lost 1-0, but we were really poor in that game. And games like where we lost 5-0, to, 5-1 rather, sorry, to all the shot. Again, it, it, it was just a performance that was deserving of a 5-1 loss, to be honest. Um, so again, it's not just the results that we're picking up at the moment, it's the performances. It's a complete 180 from where we were uh, in that sort of initial run. But I think it was something we always knew that we were capable of as well, because in getting... Uh, when we played Scunthorpe at the start of the season, I mean, okay, that was under that was a Scunthorpe side that were completely uh, without any sort of confidence whatsoever. But we just looked so much better in that game. But then following on from that, we just were back to what we were. But at the moment, we're back to playing what we were like in that Scunthorpe game, which again is a positive because we all knew we were capable of performances like this. Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, obviously, should have had a game in midweek, called off against uh, Dorking. Uh, they didn't seem to take that too kindly, did you? Telling me before we came on air that uh, that was the, not not the first time, but still seems a little bit, they were maybe being a bit too sensitive about it all. Yeah, exactly. You know, we couldn't do anything about the first game because obviously that was with the Queen dying. Uh, Second time round, fair enough, but I think you couldn't sort that out. You could have done something about I, the I know, queen, right? Day. I mean, why, why, why did we just keep the queen alive? But, um, <laughs> but, but no. With the second one, it was just a case that that was just a waterlogged pitch. I mean, I think with what, with what the weather was like in Halifax around that time, it was always going to happen. Third time, I think it's kind of highlighted just how bad our pitch problems are at the moment because there was barely any rain on 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 Tuesday, and yet just. Um, a period of bad weather on Sunday and Mondays just completely um, waterlogged the pitch. So it definitely suggests there's deeper problems with the pitch, but unfortunately we just don't have the money to to sort that out. Yeah. Okay. And and then looking um, ahead to, to, to the weekend, obviously uh, a trip down to, to Yeovil. I think one thing looking through your form that, that does stand out is that um, other than ourselves, and it looks like you're, you're the joint second lowest scorers. We are the lowest scorers um, with 17 goals. You and Oldham both got 17 goals by the looks of it. So uh, goals are a, a bit of a struggle, are they, this season? At one point they were, um, again, particularly in that run at the start of the season, it was just really unclear as to where the goals were going to come from. Um, 
But at this point now, it's a case of, I think we do know where the goals are going to come from. Uh, Deezer Rubeway is very capable of scoring. Jamie Cook's on fire at the moment. He's got three goals recently. Um, so it's, I think it's a case of we're not going to be like a Wrexham where we're scoring goals for fun or, or a Notts County. But I think the fact that we've that statistic's a little bit misleading. Um, again, I don't think we're going to be at the top end, but I certainly don't think we're going to be one of the sides that's really struggling to score at the moment. Um, so it's a case of if we can keep that sort of, our recent sort of run going, I, I don't think we'll be in that sort of amongst those sides that are struggling to score come the end of the season. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously, Yeovil's start to the season has been far from vintage as well. We've changed manager in the past uh, month or so. What are you expecting of um of your trip of the weekend? To be honest, I'm expecting a bit of an easy game against you than it has been in previous years because I think of Yeovil sides under Darren Sal that that it was an extremely tough place to go to uh, with how his sides got kind of impose themselves on the game. But I've, I've just not seen that from Yeovil this season. You know, I watched you on the opening day against Scunthorpe and I knew from the fact that you lost that game. Like I, I had the downers finishing maybe 13th or 14th going into that game. But after seeing that, I just immediately knew you were going to be in trouble this year. So I can't lie. I, I do think it's just going to be a bit of an easier game than it might have been in, in, in years gone past. Yeah. I, I will tell you now, we don't have a TV pundit as a manager anymore. So some, <laughs> something has definitely changed there. But uh, yeah, that, that that game against Gondorf, if I'd have been a neutral watching that, in fact, even as a Yeovil Town fan watching that, I, I, I'd have thought these lot are banging trouble. But um, yeah, I think things have definitely turned a corner in the last few weeks under under Mark Cooper, who's obviously someone who knows this knows this level and we seem to be getting back to something more like the uh, Darren Sahl, um uh, performances, although, yeah, even in Darren Sahl's latter seasons, he had, um, he had difficulties. But yeah, it'll yeah, be... That, 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 that's the thing, really. Like, even even with the circumstances that you, I know you've spoken about before with the club, you you always still had a yearbook side that were going to give you a tough game. And mm-hmm. nowadays, it's just like, I'm, I'm not sure if that's going to be the case anymore because... Okay. Yeah, right. I've seen Darren Southside this season. I saw him with Woking, for example. They beat us 4-0 and they were easily the best team I've seen this season against yeah. us. I mean, so it, yeah. it's definitely something that you, you're clearly missing. And I think it's just down to the fact that you've not got him as manager anymore. No. Well, new manager now. So uh, certainly, I mean, we went to uh, Notts County in front of 16,500 last weekend. And uh, yeah, I think I think they thought we were going to turn over, roll over and let them uh, mm. pickle our bellies. But um, they, they they found out different d- differently. So yeah, 16,500 people went home with uh, a, a goalless draw to cheer oh, 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 Always nice to spoil a big team's day Exactly, like that, yeah, yeah. The, the, the chant of nil-nil on your big day out is still ringing in my ears, <laughs> I have to say. So uh, yeah, that was quite a... Quite a nil-nil draw. Well, they, uh, folks, Lewis is, Lewis is predicting a heavy, heavy FC Halifax win this weekend, I think. Like, <laughs> three, or four, three or four nil, I think he's saying there. So we'll, uh, we'll take this recording. We'll send it to Mark Cooper. We'll just get him to play it before the game. We'll I, mean, I mean, if I've done your team talk for you, you can thank me when you get the win this weekend. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll send you a we'll send you a thank you. Well, Lewis, in all seriousness, thank you very much for joining us again. Um, and hopefully, we will see you when uh, we take the trip to uh, West Yorkshire. I think it's by, uh, March time, something like that. Um, I think you're right there, yeah. 
Yeah. So, okay. Well, hopefully we'll see you back on then and we'll, uh, we'll see where we all stand come that point. Punchy, isn't he? He is. He's yeah. giving the team talk for Mark Cooper, hasn't he? I reckon he has. Yeah. Just play that. Stick that on the, uh, on the ghetto blaster. That's what they still have, isn't it? Ghetto blaster in the, uh, in the dressing room. Yeah. And probably at the Oval. Yeah. Yes, they probably do, yeah. Yeah. Something with a cassette tape in it. Yeah. Yeah. SSDC provided it. <laughs> Part of the service. <laughs> yeah, that one's on the house. Yeah. You won't have to but, pay the pay the rent for that one. Yeah, Halifax, they don't score a lot of goals, but do they certainly win a few more uh than us. Be in the last five, beat Sully Old, beat Bournemouth. Um but they've lost a few terrible ones as well. He was talking there about 5-1 at Aldershot, 4-0 against Woking. Um, so, yeah, they are susceptible to uh, letting in a few goals or maybe less so re- more recently. Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting game going into this one, isn't it? Because off the back of Notts County, where we've been back to the wall and put in a really resilient performance, you're kind of hoping this home game is going to be a totally different, totally different performance and a different kettle of fish, like the Gateshead game. Um, Foxy, we you went to Gateshead game, did you? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, based on what we know about Halifax conceding goals and what we've seen of Mark Cooper as uh, the the new boss, what what are you expecting on Saturday? Well. Obviously, we were listening, you know, we've all listened to um, the interview, the manager's interview today. Obviously, as AD sort of mentioned, um, if we want to head to the playoffs, um, we might need to uh, get a performance in today, but uh, or Saturday, sorry. Um, but it, realistically, I think it's going to be a tricky game. Um, Halifax have always been pretty tough to beat for us, I'd say. They, they sort of, they're quite tight watching our 4 0 win. Um, now I said that. Um, it'll be tricky. I think they'll come come with a lot of confidence. Um, probably try and soak up some early pressure from us and probably as per normal, most teams would do, try and counter counterattack us, which we're sort of sometimes a little bit prone um, prone for really. Um, but Hopefully, Mark Cooper, you know, has turned them around a little bit and they've had confidence from the Notts County game, Notts County result last week. Hopefully, we can nick a, a win. Hopefully, but yeah. we, we shall see. He's spoken a bit, hasn't he, today in his, in his press conference about the result being more important than the performance. And um, I think if it, certainly if I, I can't see that they're going to play the same way they did against Notts County because Halifax will not be um, a possession-based side uh, in the same way that Notts County were. So you, you like to think it will be a case of hopefully getting at them early doors. You know, the Oliver Bore, I was really impressed with when I saw him um, for the first time last weekend and, and obviously Fisher as well. Uh, George, Georgio, the other the other winger, might get um, a, a start again. So yeah, you think it's one of those that we we've got to go at them a bit more than we did uh, Saturday, but that shouldn't be too hard. I don't think it was like a five-five-zero formation there. So. No, I'd like I'd like to see Georgio again. Obviously, mm. you know, with Gates said 
the Gateshead game, um, he he couldn't. He, he was trying to get on the ball a little bit, but it was mainly through Olorabore that we had all our attacks. It'd be good mm. to get Georgie on the on the on the ball with his first game when whatever game that was. I can't remember which game that was. Is that the Tuesday night? Maidenhead. 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 Yeah, he looked really good. And yeah. then the Saturday after at Gates against Gateshead. We, we focused all I played through Oliver Bore, really. So it'd be good maybe to use Giorgio on one side, Oliver Bore on the, on the other, to give Halifax a little bit more to think about. Because the problem is, if we focus too much on going down one side, then teams are going to figure that out quite quickly. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Giorgio had a, he did have a quiet game against Gateshead. So, yeah, and I, it's. I think we're still yet to see what type of player he is, really. Um, and I think, yeah, all the attention is on Oliver Boy because he's sort of just that electric player who is getting everyone excited. But yeah, hopefully we, we can see a bit more of um, a bit more of Giorgio um, in the coming weeks. Interesting what the manager he said right at the end of his press conference about uh, Lewis Britton and saying how he is effectively the same player as Alex Fisher. And uh, and now it's a case of him having to do something. Obviously, uh, he only had a minute at Notts County. And did he, did he come on against uh, Gateshead? He did, didn't he, right at the end? He eh? did, yeah. 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 So, again, bit of the touch of the scrimshaws there, isn't he? And he's not... Um, yeah. Much of a time. Yeah, I think... And one of the things Mark Cooper said about Britain after that Gateshead game was that we didn't, we never got balls into him in the six yard box. And he's described him as a six yard box player where the ball's just going to bounce off of him and get it and go in. Um, so, you know, I, I don't, I think for the moment, Alex Fisher is the man to lead the line really, you know, he's in form with scoring goals. Um, Mark Cooper certainly seems to rate him and, you know, Quite right, he won't come out of the team just yet. But I think perhaps that sort of that attitude that Britain will get us goals from, you know, just being in the box. Maybe he's going to be more of a game-chasing striker, and you know, get it out wide and whip it in. But I think one of the things that struck me about what Jamie Record said today was that um, one that he'd worked with Bart Cooper before when he was younger. But that uh, I think he said he wants us to play more than Chris did, um, referring to Chris Hargreaves. And, and I don't know, that surprised me because it always felt like we were trying to play <laughs> when Chris Hargreaves was the manager, but it just didn't, it didn't work. But it certainly seems like from the training they've been doing, there's a different mentality that, um, you know, Jamie Records noticed. I think, who was it who spoke last week? Max Hunt at the weekend said how Worthington, training. Wasn't it? Oh yeah, Worthy, yeah. And one of the things Worthy said after, I think it was after the Gateshead game, was that we knew he was going to get us playing and wants mm-hmm. us to play football. Um, but yeah, that's sort of the first time we've heard from a a player kind of say <laughs> X is doing more than Y, and not you know not having a pop at Chris Hargreaves, but actually say it, you know making a you know a specific reference to he wants us to play football more 
Yeah. Which we can clearly see already. <laughs> you know, when I when my last appearance on on here was I think I was calling Chris Hargreaves to go after about what was it, nine games. I think we've already seen in the past three games since Mark Cooper. Is it three or four games now? Mark Cooper's been in charge. Games he's had now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think we're looking to play more football, and we seem to have a bit more of an idea. Where previously, in my opinion, we didn't really have a clue what we were, well. We didn't know what the game plan was, shall we say? I think I think that's what's that's what confused the players. Well, it feels already that we seem to have a bit more of a game plan. You know, take Notts County on Saturday. We had that game plan set out from from the first whistle. We knew what we were, they knew the players knew what they were going to do. They were drilled. While it felt like previously the previous management manage, manager, sorry, sort of set them up in a formation, um, but you know, square pegs. Round holes. Four, yeah. three, three, four, three, three. <laughs> uh, well, here's a, a question for you. I know we've got questions coming up, but I've got a question for you. We spoke before about uh, our last time out about Malachi Linton. Yeah. Did you give him a start? There you go. You answered that one already. Oh, I didn't answer Boxing. that one already. I think your your internet's on the blink, Coatsy. Oh, did it? Oh, <laughs> I said. I said we spoke no, I know, about. I know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Would I know you give you... him a start? I said. <laughs> I know what you said, Dave. I know what you said, but the part that I said obviously came a long way after you finished talking. But oh, to me, right, okay. I hadn't even barely finished talking. Um, you, you instantaneously said yes, so I thought, <laughs> "Wow, he's got confidence, this lad." Yeah. Uh, I actually don't think I would start him yet. No. I think I think that front three at the moment with well, if it's a three, it's not really a front three, is it? Um four, two, three, one. I think I think it will still go Georgia on the left. I think the only reason Georgia missed out last week. Was he on the bench last week? Yeah, he's on the bench. Yeah, I think it was um don't know, I think it was just more of a case of solid structure yeah. and worthy being in there um yeah i think if we can get worthy behind again and um basically play a similar sort of way that we did against gateshead um i know it'll be a tougher challenge but you'd like to think that sort of momentum will carry us on what about you foxy linton uh, would you give him a start I think for me, I think it's sort of a similar sort of situation with Britain, really. Um, I think he needs to prove, obviously it's difficult because Mark Cooper seems to like making substitutions quite late. Um, but it, I feel that he needs to prove his, prove himself to get into the team. And as a striker, by doing that, he needs to score a goal. Um, obviously he needs that chance to score a goal, but Fisher's in the driving seat at the moment. Obviously, he got a couple, couple against Gateshead. Should have got a hat trick. Um, he's what our joint is it a joint leading goal scorer? Is he now our? No, he's leading a leading goal scorer. Goal scorer. He's got leading four, goal he's scorer. It, yeah. 
it's tricky. I, you know, obviously, I'm a big Alex Fisher fan. I make no qualms about that, and I've had arguments with people on social media about that. Um, but I think Fisher's in the driving seat at the moment. It's so up when, to Linton and Britain to knock him off his perch. Yeah. So when you say Linton's got to go come and approve himself, he came on after 74 minutes against Gateshead, scored a goal. He came on um, later than that, I think, at Notts County, maybe slightly later. Here you go, 76 minutes. And uh, certainly put himself about in those 14 minutes or whatever it was he had on the, um, on the pitch. Um, so what more does he have to do other than score a goal and, and have a very lively 15 minutes to get a start? Score another goal. Score, I think, score more. Score more goals. <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't. I don't particularly think it's about that. Scoring I think, goals. I <laughs> think, <laughs> We're back to Ruben Reed again, aren't we? No, we will no, not judge no, Malachi no. Lennon on the goals he scores. It's, it's about the type of striker he is. So when we're bringing him on, he's full of energy. I think he's pacier than Alex Fisher. He. Um, is a different kind of striker to Alex Fisher and Lewis Britton. And it's just a different type of player to bring on. I don't think he's a get the ball down, get it out to the wingers type of striker. He's the one off the shoulder who's going to hopefully get into the right spaces like he did for that goal against Gateshead. Whereas Fisher's the one who, and Britton will be the one who chests it down, knocks it wide to Oliwabori or Giorgio or Record or Johnson and you know, gets himself back in the box to do that. It's just a different kind of striker. Okay, fair enough. All right, Dave. That's fine. <laughs> right. Have, have I answered you your question? Say again? Would you start I, I think I would. I think I'd give him a go. And would I you start I, him I, through the I middle? I don't know what the or, form I mean, I mean, he could go off. I suppose he could, you mm. know, he could go in for Giorgio and be that left-sided yeah. player. Um yeah, where are you playing in, Dave? Give us your lineup, mate, if you want to go I'd, down I'd, this I'd route. I play him there. I play Oloibore, Fisher, and uh, Linton. That's okay. what I play. Oh, as, a, as a front three. Yeah. All right. Okay. Right. Well, that's that. <laughs> that's that ruled out. Um, okay. It's so we not do ruled have some... out at all. It's not ruled out at all. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm sure Mark Cooper won't be listening to this and taking my tactical advice. <laughs> we, we really are in trouble if that is the case. But uh, we um, we do have some questions though from the listeners, and um, I've got a few on Facebook. Should we do the Facebook ones first? Yeah, yeah, let's yeah? do it. Okay. So Mark Swatridge asks of all the former YTFC players. Um, to have played in the World Cup, I'm assuming that's just this World Cup, who is your favourite and why? And then he apologises because that's a World Cup question rather than the Yeovil Town one. So former Yeovil Town players playing in this World Cup, I think that is just the Welsh contingent, isn't it? So Wayne Hennessy, Connor Roberts and Kiefer Moore. Yeah. Can anyone name me any others? I don't think so. No. Not off the top of my head, anyway. And no. my favourite of those is Connor Roberts. Yeah. I Agreed. Like yeah. 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 He looked, when he came on loan to us, however many years ago that was, he always looked like he was going to be um, a Premier League, uh, Premier League right back. What's, it, what's, it, what's, your, what's your views on um, Kiefer Moore? <laughs> Dave, I'm I, sure I, there's a rule. 
the, oh, yeah, there has to be a rule. We, we see it on social media all the time. Whenever <laughs> Kiefer Moore gets on the pitch or he scores a goal, it's we should have kept him. He was good. I always um, knew he'd play for Wales in a World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, again, I've, I think I've said my opinion in the past on Kiefer. Um, I did like him. Um, obviously, he was a very young, very, very young player when he joined us. Um, and I think the problem that he had was that he was played centre-back. Yeah, he was, he wasn't always he? played a centre-back, was he? Yeah, he did have he a lot of... A number, he played a number of games centre-back. He did play a number of games, but he had, <laughs> he had a, a, a lot of opportunities to... Um, um, yeah. I think we should have probably sent him out on loan. I don't think he was up to a championship standard at that young age. No. If we sent him out on loan, but then to be fair, we needed we needed a striker at that point. I think. I think um, we had Ishmael Miller. And that was <laughs> it. Didn't Sturrock Sturrock let him go? Didn't he? I think at the yeah, end of did, that yeah. season, I think it was when we lost to Taunton in the mm. Somerset Premier Cup final, and he just. I feel like he got rid of everyone then. Um, but, you know, I don't think any of us back then thought he'd end up where he is. There was definitely no. some, there was obviously there was something there, and, but, you know, inevitably it takes, you know, it takes a bit of a journey to discover it. He went to Norway at one point, didn't he? And yeah. then Mick McCarthy got him to Ipswich, I think. Um yeah, just how it goes, doesn't it? We've had plenty of players who look crap for us and then have gone on to do all right. Yeah. Players that we never played in the first place. Like who sat in the stand like Shimanga. We never saw that. Yeah, no. Scrimshaw, no, Scrimshaw, Scrimshaw will be banging him in for Swansea in the championship next season. You're right. There you go. He's written it. He's written he's written the script. <laughs> so there's one more question on Facebook which is from Stephen Hallett and he said with all the optimism of recent games where have we seen quality bracket street some heroes and when have we had some celebrations and which box is it for the three of you this Christmas quality streets Cadbury's heroes or celebrations Chris Fox a box of Chris Fox Fox's mint. Yeah. What a treat! What a treat for everyone. Open <laughs> up on Christmas morning. What a sweet um, treat! I'm going to go heroes for me. Going okay, Mars. No Cabris, isn't it? Cabris, yeah. Celebrations is Mars. Yeah. Are you? What about you, Ian? Um, celebrations without the bounty. Oh, oh, yeah. Um... Oh, yeah. Hang on. <laughs> no, definitely. Good. No, they're not. Uh, definitely heroes. Ben will be yeah. raging listening to this amount. See, Some... what I would do is I'd take a box of Cadbury's heroes, but then I'd also take a box of celebration, take all the Maltesers at the celebration, put them in the Cadbury's hero, and then just, you know, throw the rest of the birds. Ben will have thrown his phone out the window <laughs> hearing you <laughs> say that. <laughs> Not a Malteser. Yeah. Not a Malteser, yeah. <laughs> Chocolate with little bits of biscuit in it. Yeah. Yeah. When is a Malteser not a Malteser? That's uh, that is the eternal question, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Apparently so. <laughs> anyway, that's everything we've got on Facebook. So okay. thank you for your, your chocolate treat related uh, answers there. 
I'm on Twitter if you want me to do the, the Twitter ones. Do that. I'm on. T- do you want me to do the Twitter ones? Yeah, I'm there. The Twitter right? ones there yeah, yeah, I'm there. Yeah. Uh, Hughish Hugh asks So, which of the Costa Rican squad should f- YTFC fly in for a tryout in the Somerset Men's Premier Cup and a possible cheeky bid after their World Cup ends on the 1st of December? And he's put a picture of some Costa Rican currency in his tweet yeah. as well. A, multi- a multimedia tweet there from Hugh. Very nice. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Go on, Foxy. I haven't got a clue. Who all I know is Anna Valencia, but he's not a defender, and he's from Ecuador. <laughs> and he's from yeah. Ecuador. Yeah. <laughs> no, <I don't. laughs> That's why I always got on pointless. Um... <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing, not 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 a touch of Angolan here, is there? But name, uh, um, there's only the goalkeeper I think for Costa Rica that I recognised. Uh, Joel Campbell. Joel Campbell. Joel. Yeah, he, he was. He played for Arsenal. Oh, did he? Oh. He was on the books at Arsenal for a bit. He was one of these players that they signed. He wasn't a goalkeeper, was he? The goalkeeper no, was the no, one. No. Keylor Kilo- Navas, who played for Real Madrid. Played for Paris Saint-Germain as well, didn't he? I don't know. He oh, definitely yeah. was at, yeah, okay, he was definitely at Real Madrid. But yeah, so Joel Campbell was one of these players that Arsenal signed. It was like, like as a wonder kid, but he could never get a work permit. So he spent like six years on loan across Europe until he could get a, work permit and then was no good for Arsenal but like whenever a World Cup came around he looked absolutely unbeatable uh-huh. um, so I think we go for, we could go for him just because he knows the English game um, yeah there really we we, 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 there, there is a barrel being well and truly scraped here <laughs> like, uh, like, like Ben and his dodgy chocolates yeah yeah uh, Okay. Harry Eaton asks, in Sydney recently, I've seen signs and streetlights available to hire from Coates Hire. Where's the weirdest place? Any of you have seen your own name? Now, the, the name Fox has got to be seen in a lot of places, I'd imagine, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Fox's Mints. Yeah. Or the Fox's Biscuits. That's what I'm thinking of. Fox and Alan's Pub. Yeah, <laughs> is that the strangest place you've ever seen? It? <laughs> yeah, I it would, um. That would be strange if you were with your friend Pete Hounds or something, wouldn't it? Like... <laughs> Have you got a friend called Pete Hounds? <laughs> I haven't, but I need to find him. Right, we need to we need to find Foxy a Pete Hounds, please. Pete Hounds, if you're out there, give us a ring. <laughs> uh, I don't know, really. Travis Perkins, Dorothy Perkins. Yeah. Um, Which one would you rather be? (laughs) Is that your Saturday night name? (laughs) Make a lovely Dorothy, I think, yeah. Yeah, Um, So I once drove um, down to Dover, down the M20, I think it is, the motorway there. And, uh, you know, they have that thing, that operation stack, when the the tunnel's closed or the ferries aren't there, or when the... going to say when the French were all on strike, which is probably not unfair, I don't think. But um, and they line all the lorries up, and lorry and Coates is a um, haulage company as well. And there was, and, and I once rode out, must have been a row of 30, 40 Coates lorries, one after another, as I was driving <laughs> down. It was almost like a like you're on you a know, trip, <laughs> like a salute or something to my name. So yeah, that's the, probably the strangest place I've ever, I've ever seen them. But I, I, if they've branched out into streetlights, then um, 
streetlight people. Street, well, yeah, signs and streetlights available to hire. There you go. Right. Why do you want to hire a streetlight? I don't know. Coates, are you a, maybe you're a secret, like a businessman with multiple companies and the Coates brand is just all over the world in various little offshore shell companies. Yeah. You say, you're saying I decided. Do you want to buy Yeovil Town Football Club? <laughs> no. no. If I was a successful <laughs> businessman, I wouldn't want anything to do with a football club, would you? But, uh, <laughs> Uh, um, um, no, okay, you quickly got away from that question. I think there's something <laughs> in that. Uh, <laughs> um, Soylent Green asks, what are your favourite nostalgic football commentary cliches? Very much a case of after the Lord Mayor's show is mine or midfield dynamo. Anything with the word aplomb in it. Got any football oh, commentary? No. Any nice. football commentary cliches that get it's yeah. a game of two halves? Yeah. I, I just used to like um anything anything Kevin Keegan used to say. Kevin Keegan was a brilliant uh, um uh, what was he, co-commentator. Like he'd say something like um uh you know if he if he if he score a goal we could win this or something like that, didn't he? And it, yeah. I d I don't think I do. And it's the long winded version. <laughs> do you uh do you follow Adam Hurry football cliche football cliches on Twitter? I, I don't, no, no. Oh, don't you? Gail cliche one of them or? Uh no, no. Um no, but definitely worth a follow if you uh don't So go on, read this a good one then. Um hang on a second. Did you not have them available to you? Uh here's one. Martin Keown has just said Serbia were all around Neymar like a rash. Um, and he's said the first ever co-commentator is a cliche that contains his nickname from his playing days. Very slightly wrong. Um, well, what was his nickname from his playing name? I'm not sure. The Rash. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's loads. There's loads. Like he's been doing this Twitter account for ages. I think he's got a podcast as well. Um, I think he may have even done a live show recently. Um, don't tell Ben that. Yeah. So, no, uh, he does other things like uh, he 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 Italian nineties like World Cup goals. So like belly, there's a picture of Jude Bellingham after scoring, and it's got like the Italian ninety graphics and stuff. So I expect you liked Italian ninety, Dave, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ten years old when Italian ninety was on. So uh, yeah, I, I I do vaguely remember it. Yeah. Um, I, one of the one of the things he said, uh, so before the Qatar and Ecuador game was, Qatar Ecuador could also be an early contender for the most player X who plays his football in country Y for the Club Z Club <laughs> match of the whole tournament. Yeah, because um, yeah. nobody knows who anyone from Ecuador plays for, <laughs> and Qatar, and yeah. Qatar, yeah. Um, Robin Bachelor, uh, I've got a funny. Uh, child-related thing here. Um, one of Freddie's friends at school is, I think his name is Alex Bachelor, but Freddie thinks his surname is Spatula. So he <laughs> came, he came back and said, "Alex's surname Spatula today," and you know, we all laughed and said, "It's probably not Spatula." But yeah. I was hoping there was going to be a question from Robin that would remind me to tell that story, and yeah. he always delivers go. a question. He, he well done, does, Robin. doesn't he? Yeah, well done, Spatch. <laughs> 
Uh, Robin asks, am I being naive in wanting YTFC to be a club that demonstrates values professionally? Uh, values Professionally, I think Cooper's done an excellent job, but I'm disappointed with the fact he's not apologised for his past actions and the club doesn't feel the need to address it to move it forward. His past actions being his touchline ban for making yeah. a... Uh, for being found guilty of making a misogynistic comment. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, it has been brought up, hasn't it? Because his, his ban in particular was brought up by, by Sheridan in um, one of the early uh, press conferences that he did. I think the thing with this, having looked in, in into it and read the summary from the, uh, the FA, was that Mark Cooper denied then and still denies to this very day that anything that he said was um, was wrong. So I genuinely believe that he doesn't think he did anything wrong and doesn't think what he did was incorrect. Now, you can read the evidence for yourself and see what you um, what you think of it and make a make a judgment as such. But I think he probably doesn't say anything about it because it's not. Yeah, he doesn't think that he did anything wrong. And even though he was found guilty um, by a, a panel, then doesn't feel like he has anything to apologise to. For, for the club, is it really for them to say anything about something that happened to their manager before he even came to the club? I, 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 I would question that. I think the one thing, um, should be should be people asking him questions about are you sorry you said it that obviously we're banned from press conferences so we're not allowed to uh, ask any questions but um, uh, but I do feel like somebody has raised it so I've certainly heard Sheridan raise it with him um, yeah. in in the past but yeah yeah it's I don't know you're not naive for wanting a club to demonstrate values Robin that's no. That's for sure. But I think this one is, you know, I said at the time, he's, you know, once he served his ban, he's done his punishment, didn't happen at Yeovil Town. I think he has been asked a question and what, yeah. what, what are we going to do? Like, yeah. <laughs> move along, I think. It's a tricky one for me. I think if anything, if anything was said, it should have been, well, See, the club should have probably announced it just after he was appointed for the first game and moved on. Said, this is what's happening. This is what's happened. He's still, if he was serving his touchline ban, I'm not too sure. It just seemed a bit um, weird that he was in the touch, he was on the stage that stands for the first, the first couple of games when there was rumoured to be a two game, two game ban or. The remaining two games needed to be served. Um, I think there should, in my opinion, I think there should have just made been a quick statement. Job done. This is what's happened. This is what is going to happen for the next two games. Move on. But obviously, Robin, Robin still obviously, you know, is mentioning it sort of five, six games in. But I think the past is now because the club haven't dealt with it now. We just need to get on with it. He's on the touchline. Let's move on and hopefully um, move up. Let the the results, let the results do the talking. I think is what is yeah how it's how is where we are with it. Really, it's yeah. 
Uh, Robin also asked, Chris Cohen is Nathan Jones' assistant at Southampton and by all accounts is very well regarded as a coach. Did we miss a trick not approaching him in the summer instead of Hargreaves or should we have looked for any, uh, should we have looked for experience like we now have with Mark Cooper? Yeah, well, experience. Yeah. We, we should have looked to... for experience from, but I also think we might be overplaying our, our hand a little bit by thinking that Chris Cohen's going to turn down a job even in a backroom staff in the championship to come and be first team manager at Yeovil Town. Yeah. Yeah. Given his kid, he, he was with us, you know, he had a very successful spell with us and he was a very highly rated player, but I don't think he maybe feels the affinity to Yeovil Town that perhaps some other players might have done. Um, I probably feels a much stronger affinity to Nottingham Forest where he spent a great deal longer time and his, his his decision to stay at Luton Town, uh, if there was ever any opportunity for him to go anywhere, not necessarily over, but anywhere, um, been proven right now because he's you know, assistant manager at Southampton in the Premier League, isn't he? So, yeah, I'm sure he won't be disappointed with uh, any choice, if he did have a choice to make at all. Uh, yeah, agreed there on that one. Yeah. Um, uh, Mike Watts asks, with our current defensive displays of late and the good form of Max Hunt, will Ben Richards-Everton struggle to get a place back in the team, even though he's considered one of the more experienced players? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I wouldn't and, put him back in. Based on what I saw Saturday, that, that, that defensive um, five, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, I think Max Hunt, you know, I've always really liked Max Hunt. And I think he's he's the one that eventually if we decide to or if we're going to entertain bids for a player, Max Hunt is going to be the one who's going to make us a lot more money down the line than Ben Richards-Everton is. So I think, yeah, for me, he's one who needs to be in the team all the time. And We've, uh, we've got two better set of defenders than Ben Richards. Well, three if you count Josh Staunton. Mm. If Max Hunt was a Christmas chocolate, which Christmas chocolate would he be? Toblerone. Toblerone. <laughs> yeah, 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 Is that a Christmas good, chocolate? I was going to say, I'm not. I've that's never an all year round chocolate. Yeah. It's in our house, anyway. Just a, just um, a, it's good quality chocolate. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Oh, see, I was thinking, what's the in the quality street, the long. Is it a toffee? Yeah, a toffee finger. He yeah, would be a toffee I'm, finger. And I was just thinking because it's long yeah. and he's tall. And yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Max, you're a toffee finger. Next. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's decided. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. And there is a question from Dexter Tyson. Uh, if you were going on a road trip in a camper van, which celebrity chef? comedian and singer would you take with you on the trip chef comedian and singer i can't really think of too many celebrity chefs i, I um ainsley harrier always annoyed me a little bit because he was okay. far too, too far too lively so i don't think i'd take him you gordon, gordon ramsay, ramsay. Yeah, he'd just be miserable, though, wouldn't he? He'd just be swearing all the time. So I'm not sure I'll go for him. Jamie Oliver? He just, uh, he's just annoying. A bit preachy. Cockney, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> well, what about Mary Berry? Mm, yeah, good cake, wouldn't she? Yeah, yeah, go on then. Let's go for Mary Berry. Or oh, um, Delia. 
she'd get leathered, wouldn't she? And start, uh, she'd, she'd be a right old laugh, I reckon. Yeah, to talk yeah. football with her as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Delia for the chef. Um, comedian, I mean, Peter Kay is an obvious one, I think. I haven't watched him on um, what Carpool, Car Share. Carpool? Car Share, yeah. Car Share. Yeah, I, I think I go for I go for Peter K. Uh, I reckon he'd be he'd be a good laugh. And what was the other one? Singer. Yeah. Can I go for Freddie Mercury? I know he's dead, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie, it wouldn't but, be uh, the best conversation. It wouldn't be much of a singer. <laughs> no, no. I go. I, yeah, I go for I go for Freddie. I reckon he'd be a bit of a he'd be he's obviously a bit of a character, wouldn't he? So, so Freddie Mercury, Peter yeah. K, and Delia Smith. <laughs> In your that's, my dream band. Ca- that's my dream couple band. Yeah. <laughs> Boxy. Oh god. Um Gordon Ramsay. I'm gonna go for because I think he'd be still quite funny. Um comedian. Lee Evans. Lee Evans, yeah, he could be a bit lively, can he? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not um, sure about Lee Evans in a confined space, though. He's, uh... Yeah, but just imagine the banter between him and Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> I think one of them might kill him. Right? The other one might, yeah. yeah. Um, singer. Oh, God. Um... Some dead air, isn't there? It is. I'm not really. I'm not really. Do you know any uh... singers? Do you know any singers? Well, I'm watching. I'm a celebrity at the moment, so should I go, Boy George? Yes, Boy George. Yeah, <laughs> oh, blimey, yeah, that would be, yeah, that would be, that'd be worth it. There's Bye. a combination. Um, I'm going with uh, Jamie Oliver, Ricky Gervais, and Lewis Capaldi. I reckon that'd be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lewis Capaldi's a bit of a laugh as well, isn't he? So, yeah, he yeah. kind of ticks a comedian box a little bit. Yeah. Okay. All well. right. Um, and that is all the questions. On the uh, GCQs hashtag. On the GCQs, right? Okay. Yeah, there is so, there is a question. There is another question that's not been hashtagged, uh, saying apologies if I've missed a previous answer here. But how come Glover's cast are not at these press conferences anymore? Thought your questions were the better ones. They've been naughty. Wait a second. Sorry, did you ask me something there? I, my 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 internet broke down. So honestly, <laughs> I didn't hear that. Honestly. Something something stopped when I was trying to figure out what was going on. Did you ask me? All, um, I, all well, I heard Boxy go was saying, you've been naughty. <laughs> yeah, we just we were, we were asked why we're not at the press conferences anymore. Oh, yeah, we've been naughty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah. We, 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 we wrote stories which were uh, not, um, they did, didn't curry favour with the, with the powers that be, I think that was, and therefore we are um, well and truly, yeah. Uh, in the in the doghouse. Hi, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Anyway, there you go. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone enjoys the, the press conferences anyway. So, um, some yeah, finding out about when 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 we are in the playoffs, it's going to be a ball that play that those press conferences. I tell you. <laughs> right, Foxy. What? Enjoy Halifax. Thank you. Are you going? Yeah, I'm going to be there. And it's going to be fun, I think. I think it's going to be another good game. Looking forward to it. Mark, Coop, Mark Cooper's Glovers. Up the bucking Glovers. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard. 
seeking Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.